What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our SOS Saturdays Experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and enjoy a powerful Right Now Word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy! I want to read something that I just got about 15 minutes for whoever this is for. I don't know who this is for, but I'm going to read it. The enemy is throwing wild punches at you. Wild punches. When a person throws wild punches, they don't know how to fight. Right? Wild punches. They just like. <laughs> wild punches. Say wild punches. A lot of times, wild punches are thrown also because a person can't catch you. Like you're not sitting still enough for them to just. So you just, you don't know where they're going. See, if you really understood what I just said, that's good news. Because we're in a season where you in the glory bubble and the Lord is making you undetectable. Right? It's like, here's a wild punch. You ever try to swing at a pinata? That's wild punching. He's throwing wild punches. The enemy tried to take you out, but, but God pulled you out. The enemy tried to discourage you, but God sent encouragement. The enemy tried to confuse you, but God brought clarity. The enemy tried to depress you, and God is trying to impress you. The enemy was laughing for a while, but God is having the last laugh. You are turning, and it is shifting. You are wrestling, and it is breaking through. You are arising, and it is falling off. You are standing, and whatever it is, it is dying. You are gaining new strength, and it is losing its grips. You are gaining momentum, listen, and the cycle has ran its course. Woo! Hear, hear what I just said. You're gaining momentum while the cycle is ending. <laughs> yeah. So my instructions to you tonight is look up, look forward, keep marching. Don't look back. Don't second guess. Make firm decisions. Live with it. Trust God and keep moving and watch the glory of the Lord in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you tonight that our ears are open, our hearts are fixed, and we thank you that we have ears to hear. We are gaining momentum, and the cycle is ending. Yes. We are gaining momentum, and the cycle is ending. Thank you, Lord, that we have not fainted. Therefore, you said if we do not faint, we shall reap in due season. I declare we are in due season right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for you are good. You are faithful. You are mighty. You are strong. I don't care what the news say. I don't care what the government is doing. I don't care what social media is saying. The report of the Lord is he is faithful. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed beg for bread. God, you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are the God that fight for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We magnify your name tonight. There's none greater. Sickness is under your name. Depression is under your name. COVID-19 is under your name. Yeah, we put racism under your name. We serve a just God. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you are looking for justice, look no further. It's in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The world is not supposed to be a place of justice. 
sorry. The world system will keep failing you. Why? So you can turn to him. He designed it that way. He put frail men in authority so that you can turn to him. Whoever the next president is, guess what? Even if he signed a, a, a petition you like, he's still going to fail you. She's still going to fail you. There is no perfect government. There is no true justice outside of Jesus Christ. None. There's no greater economy than the one of the kingdom of God. And while we're looking for perfection in man, look to the perfect one. And I promise you, you could stand in the midst of a pandemic. You could preach to empty seats, but I don't see the seats empty. I see, a I see a cloud of witnesses, and I see some hungry souls in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Can I get an amen? So we are doing things at 6 o'clock, okay? We're not going to play with people. If people want to come, they're going to come. If you want to sign up, you're going to sign up early, but you're going to run into a day where you're going to sign up on Tuesday and ain't going to be no more room. You, you better go out. You better claim your seat in the house of God. Amen. Amen. You better claim your seat in the house of God. Ooh, I'm excited. I wish we could do this every single day. Oh, it's coming. Watch. Watch when revival hit. It's here, but watch when it really hit. Tonight, I just want to pick up on something that picked up on me last night, last week, last week, last Sunday. Um, uh, the power of the glory bubble. That, that's what I want to talk about tonight. It kind of hit my spirit last week. It hit my spirit last week in a unique way, and I was like, uh, we got to revisit that. Because for some people, I think that went over their head. The power of the glory bubble. Uh, the NBA is coming up to his last, some think, two, two, two basketball games because they think the Lakers is going to sweep the Miami Heat. But we got a few more games in what? The bubble. You got uh, baseball. They're, they're playing in uh, just a few fields, which because they're outside, you can't really call it a bubble, but it is a bubble because there is some confines to that. Um, the government told us for a while to stay home. Don't go out. Don't go nowhere. And it put us in a house, and we ended up in a bubble. And with all these parameters around us, we are still in a what? A bubble. We're in a bubble. We're in an isolated time in history. We're in an isolated time in history. Fear is running rapid. Some people are in their own bubbles of fear. They don't want nobody to come around them. They don't want to talk to nobody. People are freaking out in the stores. Why'd you come to the grocery store and then you running from people? Didn't you know people was going to be at the grocery store? Order your groceries online then. Get your little crazy self. Go home. You don't, you don't want me to touch you, but you're going to touch the handle that somebody else touched before you. We so, re, we so special that we're not realizing. You're going to take my money, but you're going to put my coffee in a bowl and hand it to me out the drive-thru window. <laughs> but fear can have you in a bubble. Faith can have you in a bubble. Joy can have you in a bubble. But I want to talk about the glory bubble, not the gory bubble, the glory bubble. Psalm 91 says this. He or she who dwells in the what? Or another word for the secret place is what? The bubble. The bubble. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall what? Remain what? Stable. That is mentally, that is spiritually, that is physically. If you remain, then stability remains. Yeah. And what? Fixed 
under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. In 2007, when I had to put my foot down on my own life and say, Terrence, you can't keep living this way. From that point forward, I couldn't just make a decision. I had to make a commitment. I had to make a commitment to remain, dwell in his presence. Because the only way I could have gotten here is if I dwelled in a place that will allow me to be stable when odds are against me as a colored man, as a man with no high school diploma, but I did continue. I got my, uh, my, 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 my uh, what you call it? G- no, no, no GED. I got my uh, 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 AA and then I got my BA and I went on to college and all that. God cleaned all of that up and made a way. But still, drugs, alcohol, whatever it may have been, the day I made a decision, that decision wasn't to come to church. The decision was to remain dwelling in his presence. I had to make a commitment to make a habit out of being in his presence, carrying his presence, being aware of his presence, and submitting to his voice, his will, his way, and pursuing. Therefore, I become, I remain stable and what? Fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, or I remain stable under pressure. I remain stable in darkness. I remain stable with, with family members full of depression. I remain stable no matter what the news flashes. Whenever the news flashes, something always flashes to oppose it. So if the news flashes something about disease, then a scripture pops up in my spirit and says, by his stripes you heal because you in the secret place, you in the bubble. There's special treatment in the bubble. Yes. No weapon formed against me shall what? Prosper. I believe that stuff. If you don't believe that stuff, what you say for? I will, verse 2, say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Say refuge. He is my refuge and my what? Fortress, my God. That's what the old school folks used to say when something was good. My God. (laughs) Yeah, he is my refuge and my fortress. What? My God. My, my God, my God, my God is my refuge and my fortress on him. <laughs> on him. Like, like, you know what I mean? God don't mind you leaning on him like this. I'm glad we ain't streaming tonight so I could just walk all over the place. I might walk down your aisle, so stay ready. But look, I, I, he don't mind you what? Leaning on him. He prefers you to lean on him. Do you know it's hard to lean when you got your feet in two places? In order to lean, you have to be fully committed to a direction. I'm preaching right now. You're leaning, right? You're leaning, right? You can't, you can't lean like this. You're gonna lean, you can't even lean on nothing like this. And a lot of times what we do is we ask God to make up the difference because we want to keep one foot over here. See, I can lean on him if he come closer. But that's not what he wants. He is fixed. He is a rock. So I got to draw near to him, and then I can fully commit to his direction. Right? You want to fool with me? Let's lean over here. You ever, you ever end up somewhere in the same little corner at the club, or you end up at the bar somewhere? I know some of y'all know about the bar, and y'all leaning on the bar waiting for your drink. What you getting? I got you. What you, what you getting? What you getting? Hope that card worked. What you getting? What you getting? what you get, right? And you just leaning on the bar, fully committed. You don't lean on the bar if you don't either have a drink, ordering a drink, or about to order a drink. You don't lean on the bar unless you committed to the bar. It's hard to commit to God and not lean on him. He say, he say, he say, he say, he say, uh, him I lean and I rely on, and in him I confidently, what, trust. The T, the, 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 uh, let's do this in the TVT. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of what? Shaddai. Say Shaddai. Say Shaddai. Stay with me. Some with me. Some of y'all got Shaddai. Come on. Shaddai. El Shaddai. Come on. El Shaddai. Under the shadow of El Shaddai. 
Robin ain't here tonight, so you're going to have to turn on some lights in a little bit, okay? Because then they ain't going to be able to see the people up there, okay? You are hidden in the strength. That's why when I'm weak, it doesn't matter because I'm in his strength. I am hidden in the strength of God most high, which means why is the enemy losing control? Why are you in an undetectable season? Because you shouldn't be fighting right now. You shouldn't be standing right now. For some of you, all you've been through, you should have been dead. You should be been and lost your mind. You should not be standing. But guess who's fighting for you? The Lord is fighting for you. The Lord is fighting for you. Say, the Lord is fighting for me. You are hidden. And then he goes for it. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. He's my stronghold. Say, stronghold. The only God for me. He's the only God for me and my great confidence. No, stay focused, stay focused. El Shaddai. El Shaddai means God Almighty. Ooh, God Almighty. All might is in his hands. He is almighty. Say almighty. God Almighty. Also, Shaddai is the overpowerer. Yeah, added the E-R. Love it when you do it like, dar. He's the over what? Powerer. Say, er. <laughs> He's the overpower. Man, I'm talking. You- I'm going to let you hear that for a minute. His love will overpower you. He will overpower your enemy. His favor overpowers your insufficiencies. He wills us to victory. El Shaddai. El Shaddai is also the all-sufficient one. I know some of us think we got it all together. But trust me, you lacking in a lot of areas. But guess what? He makes up the difference. The all-sufficient one. El Shaddai also means more than enough. See, we're in a world where we can't get enough. But when you are hidden in him, you always have what? More than enough. I am satisfied. Just because a person is satisfied, it does not mean that they're not hungry and don't have desires and thirsts and affections uh, and dreams for other things. But I'm not, I am not derailed or disappointed because what I desire has not showed up yet. See, when you are satisfied in him, your identity is not crushed when you don't get hired or get the role or somebody rejects you. I'm satisfied. I'm content. Yeah, I have. You hurt my feelings, but you didn't hurt my, my, my purpose. And a lot of times we allow one thing happen in our life impact our whole purpose. You can have hurt feelings, but not a derailed purpose. But when your identity is caught up in people, places, and things, you are an easy target to get crushed. And you know why the devil needs to crush you? Because there's thousands of people connected to you. And if you go down, guess what? Everybody is here because somebody kept fighting. You hear what I just said? No, I ain't talking about you kept fighting. Someone fought, and therefore you are standing on their shoulders. You might not even have heard all the prayers. You might have thought your grandpa was an alcoholic, but while he was drunk, he still cried out to the Lord. You don't know what people prayed for you when they was on their deathbed. You are here only because someone kept fighting. Guess what? That's how we keep on going. Someone is going to have a better chance because you're going to stand and keep fighting. You're going to make decisions that's not based on you, but based on generations. More than enough. Say more than enough. 
El Shaddai. In great compassion, he sustains and nourishes and protects us. With great compassion, he is committed to us. God will do what he purposes to do, overpowering all opposition, El Shaddai. I'll say it again. God will what? Do what he said he will do or purposes, his, purposes to do. God will do what he said he will do. He, he will come through. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. We can do an acapella. It won't work. There we go. All right, that's no enough because we're going we gonna to tear the song up. That, that's it. That's it. That's it. We're going to tear the song up. We're going to tear the song up. Y'all get the point, though. Amen. Too late. God will do what he said he will do, overpowering all, oppos all opposition, not a few. All opposition, all opposition, all opposition, including generational opposition. He is committed to fight for you, committed to fight for your kids, your grandkids. Man, I'm telling you, all opposition. Say all opposition. He's committed. He is committed to stand over power. He is more than enough. God, I don't know how we going to make it this month, but God says, move and what? Get out the way and allow me to stand for you. Now, a lot of times, see, God can't go to work for you. That ain't what he means. Stay home, baby. I'm going to go to work for you and clock them hours in. Baby, I'm going to go on and change the computer and, and, and hide a raise in there. No, 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 no. God ain't, no. God overpowers the very thing that's been blocking you from getting wisdom. And then God, all of a sudden, in your nastiness, something breaks through in a dream or in a moment. Wisdom and the Lord, you sitting there like, oh, my God. And he gives you one idea to save your business. He gives you eyes to see or direction and say, go to this coffee shop today and just sit there. You're like, I don't know why I'm going. And then somebody sit over there and see you doing some graphics or they hear you in a meeting and they say, uh, uh, excuse me, um, I know this is weird, but um, I overheard you talking about this idea. And um, can we get some coffee tomorrow? Um, I, I got a few ideas. I got, you never know. You just got to keep your legs moving, trusting God. It, it happened to me. It, it, it's happened to me. I am here by some total of keeping my ears perked. There's certain relationships God says press into. There's certain relationships God says back off of. There are certain relationships God says preserve. There are certain relationships God says send a text. They're not going to respond right now. Uh, here, here's an example. Moses, go tell them to let my people go. Then God says, I'm going to harden their heart. God, why you tell me to go when you're going to heart their heart? So God is saying send a text to somebody just to plant a seed of love. But he knows no, they're not going to respond to you. But for one, he's doing something in your heart. But for two, one day, I don't care if it's 20 years from now, one day, that seed is going to pop up in their spirit, right? You, you, that seed is going to pop up. And that, but also what happens is, God, huh, you think that that person shut a door or that person hurt you or, or whatever. And God say, no, send them a text. Just, just say, I love them. And you don't understand. By that text, God is healing you. <laughs> By that text, God is saying, oh, I could trust you. And revelation comes first about his love. And then once you got revelation of his love, then he could release some other things to you. Trust me, I'm, I've walked in this and I'm walking in this. See, when God is my supply, one of the biggest challenges I have is walking in his love towards people that misunderstand, overlook, persecute. Because he's my provider. God will do what he purposes. 
Psalm 46. God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. Such, such a powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven. God is proven. Let me tell you something. My wife is proven. For the most part. But to the end, we still proven. I'm in relationship with some of y'all. And because of the call of my life, I have to live a vulnerable life before you and with you. You know how many people, in order to do what God has called us to do, we have to trust. So our trust needs to be in him first and foremost because you for sure will get disappointed. But the only person and thing that has been proven is God. The person you sit next to will fail you. Before this year is over, promise you. They will fail you. Rather it's as simple as not calling you when they said they was going to call you. Rather it's as simple as canceling plans to that dinner date. Whatever it may be, everyone in this room in some way, shape, or form will fail you, disappoint you. Let me tell you something. God has been proven generation after generation. You're a proven help in time of trouble. A lot of people, you, you, your friends, or you can't find nobody when you're in trouble. But Lord specializes in trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. Look, my wife ain't even always available when I need her. Babe, I need a massage. My head hurts. She's like, babe, I'm asleep. She ain't available. I'm asleep. Your mentors ain't going to always be available. See, we put expectations on humans that we should be putting on God. Ain't nobody meant to be your Jesus. Ain't nobody meant to answer all your phone calls. Ain't nobody meant to just be there when you say they need to be there. They can cancel plans sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> Trying to make your spouse be Jesus. No, trust God the way you, depend on God the way you depending on your, your boo. Depend on God how you depend on your job. And watch how life turns out. There's this contentment, man. So, we will never fear even if every structure of support were to crumble away. I love this right here. I love this right here. I love this right here. We will never fear even if every structure of support, even if EI run out. Every structure, every human, every job, every, every idea, if, if every structure of support were to crumble, we will not fear. So we will never fear in a pandemic. We will never fear if we lose our job. We will never fear if somebody walks out on us, if someone lies on us, if someone persecutes us, if someone talks nasty to us, we will never fear. He is dependable. <laughs> he may not be dependable in everything you want him to do, but if he don't, if it don't crack off for you, it's because he knows best. That's a real friend. Why you didn't tell me it was something in my nose while we was talking? You ain't a real homie. A real homie will cut the conversation off and be like, bruh, you got a booger in your nose. Stop talking to me. A real homie will tell you, your breath, stop. A real homie will tell you you got some, some, some kale stuck between your teeth. A real homie will tell you how it is. They don't want you to go into the next conversation offending nobody. A real homie, a real friend, a real confidant, a real lover. See, real lovers aren't afraid to, afraid to lose you. 
so they're not making decisions and navigating and manipulating in ways to keep you for them. No, a real lover is going to push you to God, to the only one that can really keep you. See, I have to push my wife to Jesus because even if, 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 if I allow her to rely on me as her Lord, it would be unhealthy for both of us. So I have to encourage my wife to be a worshiper, a depender on God, to prophesy, to pray, to lean on him. But some people don't want you leaning on nobody else. Not even God. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many people, how many lovers jealous at their spouses or booze worship. Well, you don't be excited about, about me like that when I come home. Who's supposed to be excited? I'm supposed to be excited. No, no. <laughs> you didn't die for me. How you going to get jealous of me and Jesus? No. Is somebody jealous of you and Jesus? Lord Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Refuse. Say refuge. Refuge means strength. So when, I'm, when, when I am in Jesus, he is my strength. I am strengthened. He is not just fighting for me, but he also gives me strength to fight. Look, he's not just a fighter. I'm a fighter too. Because he's a fighter, I'm a fighter. Because he's victorious, I'm victorious. Because he is strong, I am strong. Why? Because he lives in me. Refuge also means help. Say help. Come on, say help. This, man, look, this is what the world is looking for. They're looking for refuge. They're looking for help. They're looking for a dwelling place or a place of rest. And then lastly, refuge is a safe house. A safe house. Say safe house. I don't know about you, but some people have grown up. I know my wife has. But some people has, have grown up in situations where they couldn't trust uh, if, if daddy going to come home drunk and violent and crazy or mama, it was an unstable environment, right? It may have a spouse that's abusive, whatever, but you can't find rest in your own home. And we're in a time where um, I believe it's a divine time that humanity cannot find rest. I don't care how many people smiling and I don't care how your bank account look, but there's something unsettling in all of our souls, and we find peace in Jesus, some of us. And some of us just want all the madness to stop. But it's amazing because the, the madness will not stop. It's not going to stop. But it can stop in your soul. You don't have to be as anxious. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be so uncertain if you just lean on him. Say lean with it, rock with it. If you just lean with it, if you just rock with him, guess what? Even when in the middle of chaos, you will have stability. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 12, three times I called upon the Lord and besought him. This is Paul speaking, vision he had, and the Lord revealed some amazing things to him. But the Lord also allowed a thorn to be in his side so he could stay humble. Right, right. Favor is not for you to have an ego. The favor of God should crush your ego. <laughs> Three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and, and, and begged. This, this is the thorn in his side. The, uh, the Lord allowed the enemy to keep on. See, see, uh, see, the Lord don't mind you running to him. So some of the things you want to cease in your life are some of the things that are, the, are, are causing you to return to him. But you got to grow up to the point where you don't need thorns in your side in order to receive what the thorns did for you. You, you, you shouldn't need to have to be in trauma or a bad situation to call on the Lord. That's called childish. Right? You know how kids are nice to their parents when they want something. 
That's when, that's when, that's when, that's when your kid call you father. They don't call, daddy. <laughs> no, they don't never call me daddy. You too grown to call me daddy. Like, but they want something now, so they voice change. And that's how we treat the father sometimes. We ain't talked to him all week, and all of a sudden we get bad news. Father of Abraham. <laughs> Isaac and Jacob. <laughs> Jehovah Bill, what did Pastor say on Sunday? Para something. <laughs> we get deep. We pull that Bible out. We turn, we, we turn on worship now instead of a little jump jump. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't just run in and out. You abide. You dwell. This is where you live. You shouldn't have to run, out, run from outside when you're sitting at his feet. All you got to do is look up. <laughs> you say, but he said to me, he asked him, Lord, can you take this thorn from me? And the Lord says, but my grace, my favor, loving kindness, and mercy is enough for you. And in this season, the Lord wants to get you to know that. His, his, his grace is enough. Sufficient. It's sufficient against any danger. And enables you to bear the trouble manfully. Here you go. To walk, to carry your Christ. To carry your cross is to bear the trouble manfully. Manfully, in other words, is maturely. To really walk in maturity is to bear your troubles. And get so strong in bearing your troubles that you can help somebody else bear theirs. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your what? Weakness. Oof. If you really want me to show out, let me in when you're weak. He says that my power is made perfect. It's, it's, it really shows out. When the world is, don't know where to go, when it's, when it's gross darkness, and when people don't have the answers, this is when the glory comes. This is when God can really show out. When everybody looking around. Anybody got any answers? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I don't know about you, but I don't want to work for 50 hours a week and still be unsatisfied. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He says, therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness. He said, I'm going to worship you in my weakness. You see this, EJ? I will worship you when I'm weak. Why, why do we worship? Do you believe, so every, if, if, as long as anybody has known me and Love Quest, we have, there's not been a Sunday, we ain't turned up in some worship. We have not lifted our hands. And some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all knew. And y'all, y'all, y'all love what you've encountered. But wait to them Sundays when there's no, you know, when there's no uh, uh, restrictions. Man, ask some of these people. We have been here laid out for four hours on a Sunday night. Not because we're manipulating something. And you ask anybody in here, ain't no manipulation. But the glory of God falls in this house. If you see all these dark spots up here, all of that is oil. Because we are trying to create a place where God, all we want is your presence, and we need to connect to the vine so that when we go out there in the world, there's something on us that can impact everywhere we go. It, we need joy because when we step outside of there, there's going to be something that we look at that brings, tries to bring depression. See, we got a little distance right now, so it ain't no altar. But even before we get the altar back open, there's going to be a hunger in here, and you're going to want to worship because we, we can go. I remember trying to go a little longer with some of these people, and the Danny and all the men, we've had to exercise to four hours. But let me tell you, it don't feel like four hours except for the people who don't really want to be in it. But if you're really hungry for the presence of God, You've stepped out of time. You can't have revival in Kronos. 
No revival is in chronos. Saul Kairos is you step out of your clock and say, God, whatever you have for me, I'm here. See, when you're really hungry for God, you don't mind changing plans. Hey, bro, I'll explain it tomorrow, but um, church is popping right now. And if you want to see me, we can talk here. Shoot them the address. So for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, and distresses. For when I am weak in human strength, then am I truly strong. I'm able, I'm powerful in divine strength. So I don't know how I'm going to make it through as a human. And, and, and I don't know when my job going to start back up. I don't know when I'm going to make the money that I desire or that I know I'm worth. I don't know when all that's going to happen. But one thing I do know, I've tasted and saw that the Lord is what? He's good. In the bubble, there's benefits. In the bubble, there's benefits. There's, there's peace. You do know peace is a gift. Anybody know that? Because if, 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 it, if it wasn't a gift, you'll have it every single moment. Peace is a benefit in the bubble. Joy is a benefit in the bubble. Joy, faithfulness is a benefit in the bubble. A sound mind is a benefit in the bubble. 2 Samuel 6, and it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. Because of the presence of God, everything was blessed in the house of Obed-Edom. So David went and brought up the ark. David dropped the ark off because he had to see what the Lord was doing. Okay, Somebody just got killed for mishandling the ark, and David said, we're going to keep this over here. Uh, can we keep this stash, this bag over here? Can we keep this ark over here while I go seek the Lord? And before we touch this and go any further, I need to see what's happening. And Obed-Edom said, sure, <laughs> you can keep the bag here. You can keep the glory here. And, and David heard how blessed Obed-Edom's house was because of what? The presence. And David said, uh-uh, my wife over here acting a fool. Let me go get this ark because I need a shift in my house. You, you want to change the environment in your house? Your wife or your spouse, your kids acting a fool? Let the presence of God reign in your house. Right? How do you know his wife was acting a fool? Because when he brought the presence in the town and he started dancing, she started, she started attacking him. His own wife was jealous of his praise. Yeah, so David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with what? Rejoicing. Turning around, turning around, rejoicing, says spinning around. He was, he prayed so long, so, so hard. He, he danced with all his might. The Bible says that his clothes began to come off. Look, look, look. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, clad in a linen ephod, a priest's upper garment. He praised to the point where his clothes was coming off. Now, keep your clothes on. Okay? Keep your clothes on. That's for somebody else. Um, but there's this love the Lord with all your might, all your heart and all your strength. Don't let nobody move you from your relationship with the Lord. They don't even know how much they need you to stand strong in the Lord. Because if you was falling away from the Lord, their life would be so much more jacked up. If my grandma wasn't on her knees like she used to be, my life would have been so much more jacked up. But I always was able to see this pillar that would not move. Say, I'm a carrier of his glory. Exodus 33, say glory bubble. The Lord says, go up. He's talking to Moses. Go up to the land flowing with what? Milk and honey. But I will not go up among you. I, don't, I ain't going with your people. For your people... Are stiff necked. <laughs> Lest I destroy you on the way. Verse 7. Now Moses used to take his own tent and pitch it outside the camp. 
far off from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting of God with his own people. There was a place that God was like, I can't abide there. But he had covenant with someone. The Lord will always find a person to preserve a people. The Lord will always find a person to preserve a people. And I believe you might be that person that God is calling out to preserve your family, to be the example of what a mighty man of God looks like so your brothers and your uncles and your father, your co-workers can say, man, something's changed in you. The Lord will always snatch out, call, pull on a what? Person to preserve a what? People. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now he says, he says, now Moses used to take his own tent and pitch it outside the camp, uh, far off the camp. Verse 8 says, and everyone who sought the Lord went out to that temporary tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Mm. Oof. The Lord didn't want to fool. Look, look, the Lord didn't want to fool with the people, but he still needed someone to abide with. So he said, I got this man named Moses. You go pop a tent up over here, and me and you will hang out. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a temporary tent. Say temporary. Guess what else is a temporary tent? This building. You're going to have to learn how to worship yourself. Because these doors is what? Temporary. Temporary layoff. <laughs> when Moses went out... To the tent. I don't think they had good times here in Canada. Oh, they did. Hey, but okay. Amen. Whatever. I'm learning. I'm learning. When Moses went to went out to the tent of meeting, all the people rose and stood. Every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he had gone into the tent. When the Moses when Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the door of the tent and the Lord would talk with Moses. Sometimes you got to get away to your secret place because the folks you around is distracting you. You, 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 you got, you got to, sometimes you got to create a place. It may be a, a prayer walk because it ain't no room in the house to walk. It may be a, a, a place on the beach, but you got to learn how you can't use the excuse, well, I ain't got no time. You got plenty of time. And maybe your tent is your car on the way to work and on the way home. But guess what you got to do? You got to pop your tent up. Say, pitch your tent. I'm trying to tell you because God wants to abide with you. Why? Because eyes are on you. It says every time Moses went to hang with the Lord, folks was looking out their tent. Let me tell you, it's people envying your relationship with the Lord. Like, there they go praising again. There they go, there they go. <laughs> Look, and all the people saw the pillar of cloud stand at the tent door, and all the people rose up and worshiped every man at his tent. Lord said, you can't come up in here, but I'll still take your praise. <laughs> Look at them, Troy. They looking at, they like, okay, the Lord is here. We can't be in there with Moses, but we're going to worship him right now at the tent. They're like, dang. He like really in the presence, though. And there's a posture of repenting. And there's people standing at the door that's looking at you worship. There's some people... That's worshiping in the cuts. Because they too prideful to let you know that they need God and they thirsting for God. So they, they're like, God, is this, is this how they do it? Some folks listening to worship music in private. People are watching you. And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses returned to the camp. But his minister, listen, Joshua, son of Nun, a young man, his protege, did not depart. And this is the same young man that carried the children of Israel to the promised land. If God ever puts you around a worshiper, have you ever asked why? Some of you visit Love Quest. Visit. You, I'm very specific with the word visit. 
but you don't keep coming back here because you're getting what you're getting here somewhere else. I've never been that way. You come here because you're hungry for something. But also, you're not coming here just to get something for merely getting something. You're coming to get something because God is preparing you for something. He's fueling you up for it. You don't just get gas in your car because you don't plan on driving it. The Lord is gassing you up. But what you have to make a decision to do is abide where you're getting gassed up. Yeah. God always has had a secret place for his people and all that will choose and come. God has always had a secret place for his people. And for all those that will come. I believe, I believe that this is a place, a refuge, that in this pandemic, those that's hungry and thirsty to worship God, the Lord is sending out a signal saying, come, come. Why are we doing multiple services during this season? Because the Lord is trying to gas some people up. Because he's preparing us for something. Trust me, I believe we have gotten used to where we're at this moment, but something else is going to pop off. Prophetically speaking, something else is going to pop off. A second wind, a second blow, a second hit is going to pop off. And shame on any of us if we're in the same mindset as we were before the pandemic had happened in the first place. Need a couple more and we roll out. Exodus 8. Else, if you will not let my people go, here's one of them things. He's talking to Pharaoh. He's talking, he's he's sending Moses to Pharaoh and turning Moses away from Pharaoh. I'm like, God, why are you sending me to, Mo- to, to Pharaoh when you're gonna harden his heart? Behold, I will send swarms of blood-sucking gadflies upon you, your servants and your people, and into your houses. And and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of blood-sucking gadflies, and also the ground on which they what? Stand. Here we go. I shared it with the leaders earlier before service. Um, it's not that God is judging the world right now. But the world, I'm not even talking uh, COVID. I'm, I'm just talking about the condition of the world. We're eating the fruit of our own sin. We, we can't possibly think we can live any kind of way, and at some point, the sin won't catch up with us. And because we're in this world, we'll also we'll either be an answer to darkness or be a part of darkness. Right, And so what you have to understand, this thing been going on for a long time, so we have to pay attention to this. He says, go let, go let my people go so that they may what? Worship me. The only reason you should want freedom is so you can worship God. The only reason you should want justice is so you can worship God. The only reason you should want to be rich is so you can what? Worship God. The only reason you should want a promotion is so you can what? Worship God. The only reason you should want to be married is so you can what? Worship God. The only reason you should want that really, really nice car is so you can what? Worship God. Worship God. The glory of the Lord is with me. Favor is with me. Nothing wrong with you having nice things, but you can't worship the nice thing more than you worship God. Not at all. It's nothing cooler than someone with swag that's in love with Jesus. Lord don't want your swag. He don't want you to be not swaggish. He just don't want swag to have you. So that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. No, I'm sorry. But on that day, I will sever. When one thing is hitting the world... I will sever and set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. 
that no swarms of gadflies shall be there so that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Let me tell you, Goshen was still a part of Egypt. <laughs> Goshen was, it's like him saying, I will separate for my people Kitsilano. That's still Vancouver. And, and one thing is happening in the world, but there's this glory bubble. And you're not in the glory bubble because God loves you more than he loves them. He's preserving you to shine light on them, to shine light in them, for them. He is preserving you. The reason why he is protecting you is so he can preserve them. Yeah. You can't be in the glory bubble like, see, if you obey God, you could get in the bubble. I might open a door for you if you just obey God. No, honey, listen, the bubble is for them too. But you got to make the bubble look good. You can't be jealous in the glory bubble. You can't be envious in the glory bubble. You can't be hating in the glory bubble. You can't be depressed in the glory bubble. You can't be having vengeance in the glory bubble. They got to look at the glory bubble and be like, man, I want to get up in there. Can't look in the glory bubble and you watching porn in the glory bubble. Did he say porn? Yes, I did. <laughs> when they look in the bubble, there should be a distinct difference. That's why we celebrate, because folks ain't celebrating right now. That's why we let our joy shine and release it, because folks, folks ain't don't got joy right now. Where can I land this thing? When you are in the glory bubble, you slippery. Let me help you. Let me help you understand what I'm saying. You you slippery when you're in the glory bubble. When the glory is on you, it makes you slippery. It makes you slippery. See, see, when you're in the glory bubble, when the glory is upon you, what used to grip you can't grip you no more. Yes. Yes, that, that temptation that used to get you every time can't get you no more because you what? You slippery. That lust that used to get you and creep in every time, it can't get you. That drink, that smoke, those cuss words, whatever it is, you're too slippery now. That's why God is trying. He doesn't want you to live to try to not sin. He just needs you to enter his rest. He just needs you to fall in love with him. And guess what? When you fall in love with him, it'll be easier to overcome temptation. That's a too hard of a life to live every day trying to not sin. Now just flip that energy and try to fall in love. Oh, shikaba, shikaba. Uh, when you're in the glory bubble, it conceals you. When the glory is on you, it conceals you. It. It, whatever it may be, it may find you, but it cannot keep you. Right? When you're slippery, it, ain't, it don't mean the grease didn't touch you. You know what I'm saying? You got grease on your hair. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to mess your little, little whatever that is, your little John B. Y'all remember John B., R&B singer? What's the dude that you, Robin Thicke. You remember Robin Thicke? You see Robin Thicke? See Robin Thicke? See, see, it may, it, see, greasy hands can touch me, but greasy hands can't keep me. Sickness may touch you, but it can't keep you. The glory points to God's ability, not my inability. The good news is that he can, he did, he will, and he is. He can, he will, he did, and he is. Come on. He can, he did, he will, he is. One more time. He can, he did, he will, he is. He can, he did, he will, he is. Say it. Can, he did, he will, he is. Say it. Can, he did, he will, he is. That's the good news. The good news is not that you can't. The good news is that he can. Yeah. And because he can and because he did and because he will and because he is, that means I can, I did, I will, I is, and I am. 
See my little homie right here? That's Will. That's little Willie right there. That's Will I Am. <laughs> Will I did. Amen. Say the glory is up on me. I'll close at Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. I read this last week, and guess what I'm going to do? Read it again. Because we forgot. We forgot. Lift up your voices now. Sing praises unto God. For all the things that he has done all for you. He is the morning star. Yeah. Sing praises unto God. We lift our voices to God. Yes. Now sing praises unto God for all the things that He has done. Offer it all to Him, He is the morning sun. Sing praises unto God, we lift our voices to Now sing praises unto God for all the things that He has done. Offer it all to Him. He is the morning sun. Sing praises unto God. We lift our voices to Isaiah 60 says, shine. Say shine. shine. Say shine. shine. Say shine. shine. Be, be, be. That means the same thing as let. It didn't say go buy some light. It just said let the light that's in you what? Shine. Be radiant. This is a choice. This isn't... I'm radiant when I feel radiant. You can have rollers in your hair and what? Be radiant. Sometimes some of us don't know how to smile or be happy if we ain't, if we ain't got our stuff all together. You just, without makeup, without anything, you are the light of this world. Right? So what? Be radiant with the what? Glory of the Lord for your what? Light has come. It's come. Say it's here. Say it's time to shine. It's come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Say it's on me. See, now I don't know if you live that way. Like you're aware that something like a special sauce is on you. You, you ever got a burger that you know like with the special sauce on it and have they ever not put it on there? What'd you do? You lifted the bun. You looked dead at it and was like, what you, nah, I, I asked for that aioli. Aioli, put this, put this on here. Look, what's missing? The special sauce. You should determine today that not another day of your life will the special sauce be missing. No. Nah. One thing I could depend on is the aioli is going to be on your life. When you go to A&W and you order sweet potato fries, what come with it? 
Chipotle mayo. But Chipotle mayo don't come with the regular fries. If you want Chipotle mayo with the regular fries, guess what you got to do? Pay extra. See, and some of y'all paying extra for glory. Some of y'all think I need to have this. To, you see, you regular fries. I'm sweet potato. I'm sweet potato. I come with aioli. I come with aioli. I ain't got to pay extra for he paid for it. Oh, but next time I see you, I better see what? Aioli. This building's in your city going to be a crown. The Lord going to king Vancouver. Watch. You better, you better understand the, this city is not, it does not have the splendor. British Columbia, let, let me tell you something. British Columbia is doing very well when it comes to results during COVID compared to other provinces. There's a reason. I just think, I don't think it's coincidental. I don't, I don't think. I think there's something that God is preserving in this city. He's preparing a testimony. And all he needs is his bride to step forward and, 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 and stand firm. He's looking for a remnant of people and kings to the brightness of your rising. Verse 4 says, lift up your eyes round about you and see. <laughs> Come on, worship team. Now listen, the glory of the Lord is here. The glory of the Lord is here. Yes, amen, hallelujah, holla back, two claps, something. The glory of the Lord is here. And you got to let your light what? Shine. One more time, let your light what? Shine. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we dig into another powerful word. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man. So, 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 I'm not okay.